0: Welcome! You're tuned in to The Rest of the Sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday's sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff.
1: If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb.
0: Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. (laughs) I do have like two legit legit Nikki, i know i you trust i love it you. Uh, <laughs> what i maybe <laughs> we should turn it off what are ladies the ladies
2: and gentlemen <laughs> welcome to the rest of the sermon Alex, this, I'm
1: going to need you to be on my team and ignore these two because I butchered, good. You I just butchered gave away. One. You just
2: gave away the secret guest, we by the have way. We do a
1: secret guest and his name is Alex. <laughs> I didn't think he was that much of a secret. This, has been,
2: this has been one of the most highly anticipated listener-requested episodes. No, I've been really excited about this episode. So, because ladies and gentlemen, we have in our presence our executive pastor, Mr. Alex Clark. Yeah! The oh, yeah, dude, yeah. this is I legit. The crowd. Yeah. Hey, we're in a laundry room, but this is Stop. legit. <laughs> Stop.
0: I can't even right now. I love it. I love now, it. My hey, soul.
2: really quickly, I was thinking there was a big UFC fight this past weekend. John, no. John Jones came out <laughs> really out of retirement. He moved up to heavyweight. It was huge. John G was talking reckless, saying that he was going to lose, and it lasted. Two minutes, okay. John Jones destroyed the guy, but but I have a question. These guys, like right now, it's it's going around. He made probably maybe twenty million dollars, okay. I'd
0: get it in the face. So for that. which totally? Which Mike Tyson was <laughs> making solid black guy. Mike Tyson
2: was making close to hundreds of millions. Right. Okay, so so here's my question: Would you rather get punched in the face? By Mike Tyson. Now, there's a payday. I mean, you're getting... Let, let's slap 20 mil. $20 million, you're going to get punched. I mean, and it is a full-fledged Mike Tyson punch to the face. Now, you need to think, CTE, there's some serious after effects of getting punched <laughs> with this. Okay? Mm-hmm. 20 mil or $20 million, and they drop you in a cage, and you fight a small gorilla.
3: Look, look Mike Robin gained almost, dude. <laughs> Tyson he'll bite I'm just saying. I'm just
2: saying this okay. like
0: Do I still get 20 mil for the gorilla? 100%. Okay. Yep, 100%. Are
2: you going 20 mil to get punched right in the face, you're forever living on TikTok all the highlights of getting dropped unconscious by Mike Tyson or this could be a longer five to seven minute tussle with a, and when I say small, gorillas aren't, I mean, this They're is a gorilla guys. This could rip your arm off, beat you to death with it, but that's also $20 million.
1: Okay. Look, so which one are you doing? I feel like if Robin Givens can survive right? Mike Tyson, so can Nikki Mouse. I mean, she pro- I mean, 20 million, <laughs> let him hit funny. me once. I mean, okay. you know, so you're
2: going Mike. Just, I'm going Mike. Okay. All right. I like it. Haley.
0: Man. So, my initial thought was gorilla and as a tribute to my grandfather. Okay. How he <laughs> fought a bear. He was so poor that he fought a bear. Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Are you serious?
0: I'm not joking. His grandpa is a dead fought serious. a bear.
2: So, now tell us that story. Yeah. Right? Okay. He was
0: so poor um, that he could not pay the entry fee to the circus. And so they said, if you will come out and you will fight the bear at the beginning, you can then watch the rest of the show for free. And so my grandpa fought a bear so he could go to the circus, and it was a huge deal in my family. He was the best part of the circus. Well, and then he said it was terrible because I was so bloodied and beaten up. Oh, my goodness. That I didn't want, like, this is before they're, like, really, like, putting, like, they let him fight a bear. They had no permits. There was no insurance (laughs) This is, you know, like, 100%. And so... He literally fought a bear, and so he took us to the circus oh. every time, forever. We bought everything, and he just, like, cried every time of, like... What was his name? Robert Sutton. <sighs> okay, I, I just can't can imagine I, wanting to go to the The original OG. The Robert Lee Sutton. Yeah. Man, that's and good. So, okay, yeah. so...
2: No, you still but didn't answer that's an like, incredible story.
0: That is great. And so I was like, yeah, I would fight a gorilla and my grandfather fought a bear and then I'm like, dude, gorilla are gonna gnash you. Mm-hmm. At least in yeah, boxing Yeah, they can bite
2: you, they can do whatever. There are rules. Yeah. You know what
0: I'm saying? And it's one punch not like teeth, sure. claws, sure. whatever. Yeah. Cuz you said a 5 to 7 minute tussle and no, that's I'm a just, really long yeah, time I'm just saying. with a gorilla. So super I think super unexpected. Logistically, you just have to go Mike Tyson even All though right. you're probably gonna have brain damage.
2: I mean, you guys also know this oh, could, yeah. this could kill you. for sure either way for sure potentially dying (laughs) for sure okay good alex i'm getting decked by mike tyson mike tyson yeah Yeah. i think i i it's a little crazy (laughs) i that's the right answer for sure right (laughs) i want to say that i could avoid the gorilla and like it would be safer but it's not that's not. not reality that's my like 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 those memes like this is another reason why women live longer than men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I think, Oh, I could do this. I could do that. But no, I couldn't. I think that's the right one. Nikki, you got some would you rather? I,
1: I do. Well, it kind of goes along with this. All right, so cool. Hit us with it. You either, would you rather lose all of the money you have earned this year? Okay. Or lose all of the memories you have made this year. <laughs> money,
2: money in a second. Cause Gone. it's early in
1: the year. Would you no. think the same in December?
2: I have this. And, I'm and, just trying to. And it like know. freaks Courtney out. Like I don't. Th- I never worry for a second t- to be able to provide for my family. You
0: told me this to like, be a like a man couple thing. weeks ago, and yeah. I was like, yeah. What is that like? And you were like, I'll oh, I'll leave this room right now. And I'll go make some money if I have to. I'll sell
2: bottles of water. I gar- hustle, give I'll me grind. an hour and I'll come back with twenty five bucks. Yep. Bet
3: like some Mark Cuban
2: in it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I just feel like I could. The memories and especially Mm -hmm. like I'll cry right now in the beginning of the podcast. Like the past four years of my life have solidified the memories, are just they're everything. They're everything. They're everything in that sense. Yeah, for sure. What about you guys? I don't know. Right? I feel like this is terrible. I know.
0: I don't know if it's like this year's been really great for money or memories so far. And I don't don't mean that like mean. Yeah. I do, but also, like, she's also becoming defiant. She was a lot sweeter Maeve, even in has walked this days. year. Yep, you're gonna she me. walked last year.
2: Okay. Yeah. All
3: right. You
0: know what I mean? Like, 22, she was thriving. All right. 23, we started having an attitude. Right.
2: Are you really going to lose money? You're going to you're gonna say lose money. You're not going to lose memories. Yeah. yeah. I will not
0: lose a memory. For sure. I should probably lose some memories, but For I won't. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex? I won't. I'm
3: going to say the money. Got to go. Yeah.
2: Got to go. Too it's got to go
3: with kids. It's just, it redefines what memories even are. You it's got to, I mean? especially After. as we're going to get it's in like a
2: minute with y'all story. Like yeah, hundred uh, yeah. percent. Do you have another one?
1: I do. Okay. okay kind of going like, so I love it. we're all broke now. It's great. We've got a but great memories. And we have CTE.
0: We've been beat up. Did we get hit and then get 20 mil and then yeah. sacrifice that for our memories? Look, yep. I don't know. Yep.
2: Man. We just did. We probably did.
0: We did so much.
2: So we got punched in the face to save our memories.
1: Mm. Uh, essentially
2: (laughs) okay well all
1: right (laughs) or here we go we use the 20 million because would you rather private yacht or private plane
2: i mean a plane for sure so i can so i can take pictures like conor mcgregor like
1: that's just going to
0: and from places i
2: want to get off that plane in the freshest suit and just like the whole deal i want i would want a plane
0: Yacht all day, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so
2: limited, you're so limited where you can go on that yacht.
1: Yeah, I don't want to go all but the you places. You can go where
3: planes can't go a lot,
1: of times. uh, yeah.
2: Where I mean, you could go, planes uh,
3: need a big runway, take a don't need a big runway. Those
2: G7s do, they can land anywhere. No, you
1: take me and my yacht care. to the Virgin Islands, give me the Great. Bahamas, the Caribbean. I am
0: a happy, I'm gonna be there this journey. afternoon, <laughs> I'm there forever. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't care where. I'm going, I care with who I'm with.
2: Okay, so, Haley, we get it. Yeah, we yeah. get it. You love saying, relationships. I
0: do. It's me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, when you say, hey, come over to my house, it's a lot less appealing. But it's the same thing. Just we're on a yacht, we're on a yacht in the yacht. middle of yeah. water. Yeah.
3: That and let's it's just a, be honest. Turbulence on a boat is different than turbulence on a plane.
0: Is yeah. there turbulence on a yacht? I yeah. mean, there's, yeah, there's the waves, waves and there all there that stuff. Motion yeah. sickness. Can, yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. Hey, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to... What do we have coming up? I don't want to save that for the end. I don't want people to bail out. I think we got some really cool stuff happening in the life of the church. And so we got um, a huge major announcement that's happening this Sunday that you're going to learn about later on Mm -hmm. that we want you to come this Sunday. It's going to affect the life of our church. Huge opportunity to serve, all kinds of stuff. We also start something... Again, it's you can't really say a new sermon series right. this Sunday, right? What would you call it?
0: I would call like what we did with um, New Year, New Family.
2: Yeah, almost like Advent. Like,
0: well, it's, yeah. a,
1: it's right. a deeper dive into a continuing sure. series. It's
2: continuing, a continuing series. We continue in the series. We
0: continue. There we in the go. we just the verbal sentence. process it for you <sighs> right. guys right here, right now. We
2: are continuing in the series Memento More. Yeah. Yeah. Memento More, which is the Latin phrase for remember your death. Um, last year, we spent a specific uh, number of weeks leading up to Easter during the Lenten season. And so this is traditionally in the church calendar, this is kind of the time of year, um, like historic denominations um, have their confirmation classes right Mm -hmm. now, and they're preparing to get baptized and all of that stuff. And so this is a super important season, and so we are really going to be learning about death, and we're going to talk about it. It's a
0: super light series. If you don't want to dive deep, definitely come, bring your family, all the friends, start this Sunday. The
2: (laughs) the, The point of it is, though, is like, and it all leads to Good Friday and to Easter, but the conviction that I had was, I don't, we don't understand the magnitude of the resurrection And what Easter is because we haven't sat with and meditated about death and understood the severity of that in that sense. And so that starts this Sunday Sunday. for sure, man. It's a huge deal. So Haley, if anybody's got questions, if they want to connect, where do we send them? What do we do?
0: You can text them to 573-877-7333. That's 573-837s and three threes. Love it.
2: Absolutely. Shoot us an email, info at westsidepb.org, all that good stuff. We Facebook also have page.
0: these QR codes. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the, and it does everything, guys. Everything. Yeah. so if Prayer you're a new a Tinder, like definitely scan that. Yeah. But also, if you're going and you're like, man, I wish we could give, you can give. Yep. I want to sign Prayer up. Prayer request. Everything. Whole deal. Everything.
2: Miss Nikki, we've also, I mean, we've established the rhythm, but just in case, you know, people have been out or anything. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like now on a Sunday morning for if you've got a kid in kid's side?
1: So if you've got a kid in kid's side, that means they are four years old through sixth grade. When you come in, we have a check-in station in the front lobby. You can have your kid check themselves in and then they get to go into quote big church with you. And we worship as a whole church family, as Mm. Adam leads us in that time. And then there comes a point of dismissal, Mm -hmm. and that is when the kids leave big church, and we go back and we work on our lesson. Now, are we following memento mori the same (laughs) way Pastor Jason (laughs) is? Sure. No. Right. Now, are we tackling the same topic in an age-appropriate way? Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. But Yeah. yeah, so come in. You'll sit with your family for a little bit. You'll make some friends. Yeah. You'll snuggle. It'll be great. Then yep. you'll stand up, sing out loud, raise those hands in worship.
2: The amount of people that I've heard say, like when it comes to now kidside side kiddos, you're dismissed. And just the amount of people that I've heard say... Wow. Yeah. Like, man, this is incredible. This is a and that was an intentional decision. Absolutely. To see that and that commotion, that hustle and bustle. We want all of that. Yeah. We we it, want you to see that.
1: It is so fun, but there are so many people like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and I've been on staff for almost two years. I've been here for a forever. Yeah, I've been here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know people because if you don't have a kid and I don't see you back in my world, we just don't interact.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, and
1: sure. now I'm
0: like, hey, I sure. saw them last week. How yeah, are you? For like, sure. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's good. It's great. It's full family. And it's while we're full talking family. About full family, what else do we have for the full family this month, Nikki? Oh, pow.
1: We, uh, hang on. Let me do this. I love this.
0: Potluck. Picnic
1: at the Park. Whoa, Whoa, the Triple P.
0: The Triple P event, man.
1: So March 26th, we are going to gather as a church family. Um, no okay. agenda. No agenda. Bring so snacks. much
2: fun. Bring snacks. some
1: snacks. Yep. There is a playground for littles. Yes. There is a playground for bigs. We are going to do a couple of little fun activities. That I'm going gonna...
2: to dominate in. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> this will be fun. Self-proclaimed <laughs> yeah. domination yeah, for on. the but family fun. I love it. <laughs> this is a church hangout. These yes. family events, like we just come off of doing Skate City a couple of weeks ago. Love it. These are fun. This yeah. is just come hang out. And longer than you can on a Sunday morning. Yeah,
2: and and I hear all the time, you know, we're growing, you know, yeah. this, that, and the other. How do I get plugged in? How do I know people? These are the events. Yeah. The no agenda, the hangout, the come have fun, yeah. all of that. Really quickly, um, parents, if you're listening, one of the things we're going to learn in this series of Memento More as well is some practical applications as to how you can speak to your kids about death yeah. and, and what that's about. I know that sentence alone sounds you know pretty crazy, but I also think it's because we don't realize how far we have come as a culture mm-hmm. of ignoring it. People don't die anymore. They, quote-unquote, pass on. They, you know, anything like that. And so I think it's a struggle. And, you know, like I even use the illustration – I know parents, they have to stop by and go to a funeral. They don't want their kid to see even a casket or anything like that. And the reality is, is when we look culturally, that's a really new thing. That's really, really new. And so I just think it's going to be all around good. So we're super excited about it. But today, Alex Clark, welcome, my man. Thank you. Dude, you guys are here. You like
3: live in Popper Bluff. Yeah. Had to find a tire store and everything in the first week. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I
2: it's love it. Today day. was first full-time staff day, all of that stuff. Yeah, so to our listeners listening, you guys know that we've been in a season talking about it. Um, we hired Alex uh, to come be our executive pastor. Um, Alex, just give us the story, man. Who who are you? Where Where do you come from? Who's with you? All that good stuff, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah,
3: so uh, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, going to the Cardinal games, okay. so, yeah, from the loop. love it. Uh, so well, that the I'm the youngest of five kids. Wow! So I the always baby. got my way.
2: Yep. Oh, I'm the yeah. youngest too, man. Let's yeah.
3: go. So my, and my oldest sister's like forty something now. So I mean, yeah, like watch long... that
1: forty something there, Yeah know, said that right? in it's such
0: creepy. a way Why? that really dude. My hit old hard.
2: my <laughs> oldest brother's like fifty. So yeah, yeah. I just get a it. big age difference. Like she Was
3: changing diapers, but also going to like college and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah. So grew up in St. Louis. Both my parents were full time working people all yeah. that stuff um we actually moved to florida for a little bit yeah so when i was about 10 years old we moved to florida which was pretty cool actually we moved in south florida how long did you,
2: how long did you live there
3: about 90 well it's leading up to here it would have been six years
2: whoa so you lived there for for a time i
3: was a resident of florida when someone's so like i went like, to florida i'm like i actually lived in florida go wow.
0: gators chomp chomp
3: I never, I honestly didn't get behind the gator thing. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they also had FSU. FSU yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, sure. I never got into it. Yeah. Nikki asked what part when you yeah, say Southern Florida. Florida. So it's called Stewart, Florida. So okay. So if okay. anybody, if you look on a map, look for West Palm Beach. That's where most people know of. And you just go like a little north. Yeah. Wow. So so, yeah. Close to, why well, my parents did Florida, you might be asking, is because the St. Louis Cardinals actually spring yeah. train down to yes. Jupiter. Jupiter. And so it's really close. I actually remember having, like, That's old cool. memories of going to Abacoa is what they call it. Yeah. And you actually, like, it's like a downtown, but even the Florida, like, dude, their downtown oh. Florida's, like, concerts and, yeah. you know, but... The ballparks there, dude. And, you're
2: a Cardinal fan, like man. diehard
3: Cardinal Thrill, fan for sure, hundred percent. I know, yeah, I know
2: some board Warriors. members who are really excited about that. Yes, cough, yeah. cough, cough, Matt Blackburn for yeah. sure. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So lived in Florida, and then where did you guys move from there?
3: So yeah, so my parents actually, they, uh, I actually got separated from my parents. They got actually a little bit of a uh, little bit of trouble.
2: Yeah, you got incredible testimony, man.
3: Yeah, so uh, save that for a different time. But yeah. got got moved up to Springfield, Missouri from there at age 15. Okay, and uh, moved Moved in with my grandparents in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. So went kind of back to the Missouri area, kind of felt still, I mean, it was country though, cause I went from St. Louis, which is super metropolitan to Florida, which I would say is even much more. Sure. And then mm-hmm. back to Springfield, but Springfield's big. Yeah. 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 Springfield's not small. No, a lot no, of no, for sure. Springfield's, you know, like country, when you called
0: that country, I was like, Oh, it's yeah. just maybe the name. I need him to see my country. Yeah. Like, right. yeah and no, then yeah. For sure. I let you stay at my house and you were like, <laughs> Oh, well
3: my wife, I can give you a little detail on her. My wife's name's Megan and we met actually at steak and shake, but she went to a place called Walnut Grove, which her graduating class was 26 people.
2: Hey guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast, and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers, maybe you're on staff at a church, and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance, I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos, like legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573-686-2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573 686 Two eight seven zero, or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family-owned, locally operated. Matt Phillips, first choice insurance. Back to the show, guys. Okay. Wow. Yeah, man, that's Donovan style it's a, stuff. It's there. A
3: super small school nice. compared to what I was used to. But so, uh, tell
2: us a little bit about Megan. You you met. Megan, when how yeah. long did y'all date? How long have you been married? All that good stuff,
3: yeah. So, I got to meet Megan when I was working at Steak and Shake. Come on, so I was working the grill, yeah. Um, and then she was a server, so yes. I would always, I mean, there's not a good relationship with the front and back of house, nope. so
0: there's a lot of banter though. Normally, there is. yeah,
3: hurry up, get my, my food best out. friend. Actually, liked her first, so that's always cool. So, and then you end up being the best man at my wedding, how I love it, yeah. Love so, uh, we actually the started dating. I got her, yeah, <laughs> yeah she's great, no, that's she's great. great. But we started dating uh, in this in the what well, would been 2011. Mm-hmm. Started dating in 2011. Got married in 2013, um, and then had our son in 2020. So you guys wow. are coming up
1: on like a 10 year anniversary. Uh, this is our 10 year yeah, anniversary, that's which a big is one. man,
3: man. I, you know when like back you used to date, you're like, oh my gosh, you've been married or dating for a month. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We've been together we for so a year. That. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And now you're 10 years. So it's crazy. It's incredible, yeah. and then man. Judah was born in 2020, right in the middle of COVID. So awesome. So how old's Judah? you about to be three years old. Three
2: years old, man. Yeah. That's incredible. So Alex, you said, um, you know, obviously you work at a church. Okay. So um, there's an insinuation there that you love Jesus. That's kind of the first thing on the job application. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. How did Jesus save you? How'd you come to know Christ? All of that, man.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it was actually a lot of, I didn't have a big camp. I did have a camp story, but for me, honestly, I got saved on a Sunday morning amen um, I got to say that I got to share that yes. story a while back listen to the song Mighty to save everyone needs compassionate love that's never Failing. yeah let mercy follow me that song I can still give my credit to Neil Oldham I mean, yeah he's a worship pastor and yeah. It was just a song that now is like, we don't really sing it much, but it was one of those songs that was it's like a killer a good end. It's, it's a good, a good one. It's, it's good. And so, yeah, I just remember hearing that song, and it was one of those things where everyone needs compassion, In that moment in my life, I didn't feel like I had a lot of that.
2: How old were you? I was 15. 15, man. Mm. Wow.
3: So right in the middle of sophomore year is kind of where it all happened. And so, yeah, the Lord found me on a Sunday morning. I Come was actually on. living with grandparents, and I lived with the same idea of if you're not, like, throwing up, you go to church. Yep. Yeah. And I was actually okay with that. I don't know what in my my heart at the time. Was sure. just like, I'm okay with that. So we went and we went, we never missed. And uh, yeah. one Sunday, God just broke me and said, you know what? I know you're looking for love and affirmation. And this is the biggest pot to ever draw from.
2: So. Oh yeah. man, that's so that's awesome. good. So then, at fifteen, and I know a little bit of this story, but you get plugged into a youth ministry. You get some mentors. I what dodged was that our like? youth
3: pastor so bad on a <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning because he was always trying to meet people. Hey, come to Wednesday, and I was like, I'm not talking to him. My grandparents yeah. sat on the back row, and so it was great we could get out early. But I was going to ask <laughs> if
1: they served in any capacity. That's good. So they were.
3: My grandpa used to actually he sat on the board at one of the churches that he was in many years ago. But um, when they got a little bit older, he didn't. But yeah, so our youth pastor ended up actually inviting me one time. I said no. Yeah. And interesting enough, I. actually actually was invited at high school, we were going to Willard High School, and I actually got invited to church, and I was like, oh, where do you go to church? Yeah. And it was the same church. Uh-huh. That's
0: funny. You so,
2: can try to run, son.
3: Dude, You're yeah, thinking, right?
0: conviction washed over me. That's yeah,
3: incredible. So it was like in the guy's locker room and everything. It was wonderful. Yeah. And uh, so I went to church and got to meet the pastor, and then believe it or not, it just kind of introduced just the idea of friends. And, oh, yeah they weren't going to our school either it wasn't like i had a bunch of connections in the school it sure. was just other schools that was one of those great parts about youth group is yep. you get to meet people that don't you know go to your immediate school or, yeah you know, i got to meet some cool people and still friendships that i hold dear to myself
2: today. wow man that's really cool so tell me about your ministry experience let's let's start here like when did you feel called to ministry what what was that like like you're in youth group jesus has saved you when was that kind of next step? Hey, I have a plan. I have a purpose for you. What yeah, did that look like? I
3: didn't see like? it coming. I did not see it coming. I mean, I'd say the first time I ever served was doing PB&Js on a Wednesday. Come on. So yeah, that was my first ministry that uh, John, you know, old Pastor John gave me. Yeah. And uh, we started making PBs and J, and then all of a sudden he kind of gave me some ideas of like, hey, you should do some children's ministry. And I'm like... I don't know, man. I don't really like kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, really I still yes. felt Amen. like I was a kid myself. That's okay. You have a pulse. Come back here. Yeah. Come back I'm here. This was in the days where they printed off material and just gave it to you. And they're like, here you go. Read this. And yeah. Oh, there's some kids. days that still happen. <laughs> it was like the
0: days of, the days like, of. Days of. like today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's
3: where it started was on Sundays. And then actually to transition a little bit is I got invited to go to Camp Sharon. Yeah. The youth pastor was actually leading it. He was the director. He said, hey, I need some youth guys or youth people to come. And yep it transitioned from there. And-
2: Incredible. Tell them a little bit about, so that's <laughs> when I met you yeah. was at Camp Sharon. I yeah. was on staff at a church in St. Louis and, um, dude, it was like the second day of no, camp. No, it was like first day. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like first day and I'm semi director of this camp, a lot of responsibilities and we're in a huge cabin that has Buck like, cabin was the biggest guy's okay, cabin on yeah. the hill. Yeah. So double bunks, what like 14 probably it, Yeah, dude. junior hires and one bathroom. Yep. One bathroom. Ew, gross. All
3: boys. You Ugh. didn't use it. Oh, did. Now the gross. other cabins didn't have bathrooms at all. So we yeah, were one of those weird cabins. That was a big deal. It was a big in, deal. A big
2: deal. So I, would, yeah. I get a phone call that an established saint of a lady had just passed away um, there at Southside, And so obviously it was all hands on deck. I'm going to go back and be a part of this funeral service. And I, I, Turned to alex and i was like hey man this is your cabin um for the week You're-
1: how old were you oh
2: this was i was
3: 19
2: yeah okay 19 so i said hey man this is your cabin um there's devotional times and then always after chapel at night is kind of a big deal you know in the bunkhouse everyone's
3: yeah. in a very sensitive spot yeah and
2: yeah, you just kind They're of talk open. about stuff and everything like that like if you need anything, holler at the camp director. Peace, and I was out. I was out. Left you and with like what, thirty kids. And what was that? Was what was that event like for you? Because you said that you know later on that that was a pretty impactful moment for you.
3: Yeah, because I mean, what was crazy is the 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 friendships that you had brought some kids, believe it or not. Yes, and a we bunch talked of bad about them. kids. But some of them, dude, they yeah. really did appreciate you, and like they had this they had this this idea of like we can do this without Jason. Mm. And I'm like, He's coming back, bro. Right? Like, the plan was for him to return. do yeah. I don't think I think you did to pick him up. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> was it. I was like, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. So yeah, but that was. I mean, every day we had to do a devotional. We yeah. had to do things. We had to get the kids up. We had to yeah. get them ready. Like there was cabin checks. We had to have everything clean. And this is the biggest devotionals.
2: Remember the devotionals? You had to act out the devotion. Yeah. Who could do
3: the best one? Because if you got the best devotion and cleanest cabin, you got to go first in line to dinner. To mass hall. Yeah.
2: Man, it's a big deal. So that's awesome.
3: Yeah, it was a transformal time, man. Yeah kids, I mean, I realized I was young. Yeah. And of course, you know, like in Timothy, like it's just like one of those things where I'm not going to be looked down upon. We're a bunch of kids anyway. And so that leadership, it was just one of those things where those kids became my own. I remember a few of them that, you know, they stayed up real late. Yeah. Shut up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So tell me now, so you're serving a little bit in youth. There's a formative experience at camp. You're, you're 19. Are you going to Bible college? Like, are you seeking a formative path to ministry? What did that look like for you?
3: Yeah, no, I was not, actually. I I mean, I entertained the idea of doing architecture. Yeah. Then I realized I hated math. Okay. So then I was like, what other better you know, career to pay, you know, about pay than ministry. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So, but actually, no. we're all
1: here for the money. I, I yeah. didn't
3: have a plan. I mean, I was going to get my associate's degree and I was just going to go that path. And sure. If, if the Lord called it, I was, you know, go somewhere and do something, but I never, never thought ministry. So how I got into ministry in that sense was actually at Camp Sharon. Yeah. They had a nine foot basketball goal. And uh, so people like Jason and I could slam it if <laughs> we wanted to. Yep. 10 foot, not much, but, <laughs> no. but on that. So anyway, but we, we I hung out at the basketball court all the time. And yeah. so no joke, it was actually, I think the year later, um, I went back as a counselor again, and one of the leaders came up to me and she says, hey, we're a church plant we're trying to find a youth guy. They call me the youth guy. Yep. That's it. It was, it was with the, you're good with kids. Yeah. Yeah, And it was like you, instead of all the other college kids that were there trying to kind of mingle and do their thing, I was always the one like, let's go hang out with the teens. Like, can we actually do ministry? Sure. And, uh, she noticed that she walked up into the fence area and she's like, Hey, have you thought about it? And I'm like, no. She's like, well, would you? (laughs) Wow. And uh, that's where my first ever like actual official job came from was, Hey, would you come and just interview? Yeah. And what's funny about the whole interview is, so I'm, 19, I'm like 19, 18, 19 years old at this time. And I was dating Megan. And I remember going to my quote interview for this job with my girlfriend, yeah. nice. not engaged to be married. No, we were actually just boyfriend, girlfriend. And so I remember when I met <laughs> the actual pastor, he was like, what? What are you doing? I love so it, I was, man. I had no idea that sure. that wasn't normal. I was yeah, like, I, don't know. I want you to know that I like take relationships serious. Yeah, right. <laughs> so,
2: so you then become on staff yeah, at a church as a youth pastor, part time. Yep, incredible, man. So, so tell us what does it look like? You're you're doing student ministry. You're preaching. You're discipling students. What now? When, because, you know, at some point you become a church planter in, in kind of all of this. And so when did that transition happen and what did that look like?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, the, tr- a little bit of the first pastor, it was a church plant. It was actually a parachute drop is what they called it. Yeah. So a family just comes out of nowhere, drops in. Yep. They commit about five to 10 years of their, fi- their family life. And that was where I came in. I was a resident of Springfield. It was in Republic. Yeah. So it was just a, a, a thrown stow away. And uh, from there, that's when the church plant actually launched launched around 9-11. Oh, my goodness. I think it was 2013 is when that church launched. Okay. And so we were on staff when that happened part-time and uh, didn't know anything about music, didn't do anything. All that they had was the pastor's wife and him did everything. Wow. So they made the coffee, they did the welcomes, and they also did the preaching, the music, all of it. They did everything. Sure, yeah. And then the follow-up and assimilation. Like, they did it all. Yeah. So when I came on staff, that was kind of what I was there for was the youth group of, hey, they had three kids. Yeah. And they said, hey, you've got a youth group already. And I'm like... All right, we can do this. So, when we started this youth group, it was with three kids. It was our pastor's kids. And uh, what was it
2: when you left? The, the youth actually, group yeah the, the youth number ministry, or whatever
3: we left man it was crazy we actually grew to a place where all of the student leaders were actually in leadership so we had one of the pastor's daughter end up growing up to be a worship leader yeah so her she had friends that would play guitar i mean we had friends her friends that would like play electric guitar so i mean at the end of the day there was a drummer Yeah. there was a lead guitarist there was like a backup vocalist getting like, these name. kids involved man they were legit ready. Yeah. and the cool part is even the sound like we had kids that were like i want to run sound and i'm yeah. like yeah Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Like we had I remember the light switcher board that you were like, all right, whenever the song changes, yep. hit scene three. And so they'd hit scene three and oh, then it would change and I love set it. the ambiance for the next song and yeah. it was great. But there was all students. By the time I left, it was all students. The only thing we had adults for was obviously the student like, leadership groups afterwards. Yeah. Of, like yeah. We want them to facilitate the conversations. But yeah, yeah. I mean, even that point, we were training them up to kind of like, I love how it. do you lead conversations about the Bible?
2: Started with three kids. And by the time you leave, you don't just have a growing youth group. You have a student-led youth group, yeah. which by far throughout history in my years is always the most successful student ministry. When students lead the ministry, it's the most successful. And at this time, you and our paths are still crossing because I'm seeing you at MYF State Youth Conventions running those things and doing all of that stuff as well. So now, when did you transition to becoming like lead pastor church planter? What did that look like?
3: So yeah, well, when you're a youth pastor, you get asked to preach random places for random churches. All the time. And so I always tried to be obedient and just kind of, you know, I said, yes, it was actually my ordination meeting. Um, so I was getting ordained. I started the whole process with my yeah. pastorate and I got asked by a guy named Jimmy friend Yeah. and he said, Hey, would you come preach at my church? And he was 86 Wow! Nighttime. and uh, him and his wife, Louita. And sure enough, I went and hold on, hold on. what's your yeah, name? Louita.
2: Oh, let's go, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's so saved. <laughs> so saved, man. I love it.
3: So, yeah, but I actually got invited as a guest speaker
2: It's time to give another shout out to another sponsor of the rest of the sermon podcast. This shout out goes to our great friends over at Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Smart Marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean websites, graphic design, videography. Anything that you need, smart marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook, just type in smart marketing and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call. Smart marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's smart marketing right here in Popper Bluff, 573 840 Zero three three four. Back to the show.
3: At a church in Bolivar. Yeah. And so I went and guest spoke, and it was like October or something like that, and uh, kind of a crazy story. I don't know if we'll get into it right yeah. there, but like, yeah, that actually was a guest preacher turned into, hey, we need a pastor. And wow. The pastor was 86 at the time. Yep. They were looking for a new guy, and yeah. I was 23 at the time. And, at
1: one... <laughs> and Megan's still along as your girlfriend. No, at this time, she would have been this, married. She you guys yeah. got married. We did married. get married at the old but church. she's yeah. in this process with you as you Oh, yeah. 100%. Awesome. And she
2: And she's involved did. in worship, right? Yeah. So Megan. actually, yeah. our
3: first pastorate, so that was kind of one of those interesting things about the church plant is they didn't have anybody else to do music. Completely. Sure. And so they said, hey... We'll teach you if you want to learn, and I'm like, I kind of like drums, and Megan's like, I kind of like to sing, yeah. And so she learned piano first, so she learned a few chords, and from there it went to guitar, and yeah, four chords will save the day.
2: Incredible. Now, at one point, <clears throat> this church plant was in like a nutrition center or it was a
3: storage front, a storefront. Just call it what it was, a
2: storefront. But yeah. at, but at one point, I almost thought you guys were in like. I don't know. I thought it was something with old people or not a nursing home or something like that. It was but a
3: senior center.
2: Dude. So listen, Alex like contacts me one time. I'm here at Westside, and he's like, man, this is what i got going on. We're here in Bolivar. It's a church plant. We're at this senior center. And like, he's like, listen, we're trying to do Facebook and all this stuff and asking questions. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. And like, I go to New Hope was the name, yep. right? I go to the, to the Facebook page. And this guy that like, they put up a banner in, in the center. There's like one red light, him and Megan are doing everything in the service. And then like, he's opening up the Bible, teaching and preaching. And, and I was just like, I love this guy. Like this guy is going to make it happen. I mean, we're in a senior center. We're doing this thing, man. And so tell a little bit about that journey. You guys went from the senior center to storefront, all of that stuff.
3: Yeah and then out of the, we got finally got out of that but yeah I mean that whole transition was we were a small church I mean at the time I went took over they were used to an 86 year old pastor. Yeah. And so for me walking in, I mean, I remember playing the cajon and one guy said, I'm not coming back until he stops playing the cajon. And yeah.
1: Like, Did he know it was a cajon? Cause when we had, he called just, it a box. Yeah. yeah the I box. Say, yep. We used to have that way back. So
2: when you say small, like are, are we talking 13, 14 people like less than 20? Okay. Yeah. On yeah.
3: Givens like a good Sunday would be 20 people. There and you that go. Was like Cause someone brought their kids. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And, so,
2: and so you guys are grinding this thing out, preaching yeah. the gospel. Um, When do you guys get to the warehouse where you're established and like trying to build all of that stuff?
3: Yeah, I mean, with any church planner, they'll tell you they'll look at an abandoned building and start smiling because they'll start (laughs) seeing just the random vision. And so, yeah, we started driving around town and there was some small growth with me coming in, going to the senior center. We had some of my friends that were starting to attend. They were driving from Springfield to wow. Yeah, and I mean, we had people from all up from like Collinsville coming up or Collins yeah. coming down, which is about 45 minute drive. So anyway, we started growing enough where we started realizing, Hey, the senior center is not going to be big enough for what we want.
2: We need more space. We, we need more space. a senior center. We're yeah. growing this thing, so man. The
3: senior center was like, it was lo- it was wide, but it wasn't really suitable for long-term. So yeah, anyway, sure. we started looking at these random buildings and There was a kind of commercial drive industrial zone that we drove by, and there was a building that said it was for rent.
2: A tin steel building. Oh, it was bare bones. Yep, bare bones. Concrete floor, steel. They didn't even
3: have a concrete parking area. It was all rock. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Yes, old school. Ain't nothing wrong with
2: that. I mean, think of industrial park (laughs) and like those storage sheds and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep.
3: So we we contacted a guy. It was actually a building that was joint with another one. So what's interesting about that is I wanted the big building with the tall ceilings. And the guy's like, the air conditioning isn't... There's not even an air conditioning unit in it. I'm like, is that really a problem? Yes. I mean,
2: I mean, I think we can make it happen, man. <laughs> I like, love this. We can open the garage door. So he said, yeah.
3: well, the unit next door you guys can use. They have air conditioning in both sections. And I said, all right, we can do it. Yeah. So we started re- leasing it. And from there, I mean, we had the guy put in a patio out front. Yep. It was like $20,000 worth of concrete. Yeah. And we're paying like $1,000 a month to rent it.
2: You guys are also... <laughs> building like with plywood your kids area where the kids are going in for sunday lessons as a part of the service like you guys built a stage i mean you're yeah. literally constructing this place
3: yeah there was two guys that really were pivotal to that whole process and that was my father-in-law who he's a, a, a was it called uh Mechanical engineer, love it. So I mean, literally, you give him an idea and he can come back with you. Then we had a guy with a plumber; he could do anything with like woodwork and plumbing. And so, like between those three areas, we had a lot of things covered. And so, yeah, yeah, I would throw up a dream, and they'd come back to me and say, "Do you like it?" And I'm like, "That stage is super tall, but let's roll with it." It was so so tall; it was so tall. (laughs) I felt, and of course, I'm you know, yeah, I'm not short, so that was
2: good. So at at its height, how many people did you baptize? What was the attendance like on a Sunday?
3: Yeah, so I mean, on an average Sunday, I'd say at New Hope, we were running about 50. Wow. But what's crazy about that is the baptism numbers was something I always kind of said in faith, and that's I want to baptize double the people we did before. And so Mm -hmm. the first year we had like one or two. And by the end, I mean, I'm pretty sure our biggest baptism service was like 10 people. Wow! Which you got to think of at a church of 50. I mean, that's big. insane. That's, you're on cloud nine with that. So
2: that is incredible. And so, obviously, during this time, um, Judah comes into the picture. Yeah. You guys, uh, well, Megan gets pregnant. Is kind of how that works, right? Yeah. And so, um, now, obviously, you don't have to go into everything. You shared your testimony and your story here, but just, I mean, in an elevator walk through that season of pregnancy and everything that went down.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, my wife and I got pregnant after seven years of trying. Yeah. And, uh, it was only at month six that she ended up having some contractions at the house one day at work. And she said, Alex, I think we need to go to the doctor. And I said, are you sure? And her doctor was even like, don't, you know, don't come into the hospital right now with COVID and everything. Don't come unless you're absolutely like needing to come in. Sure. She fought it. And sure enough, by the end of the day, we were at the ER and, uh, our son was born at one pound, 13 ounces. Wow! And uh, so he was born at 24 weeks, five days. And uh, at that time I really thought that, you know, the, the worst had happened. Yeah. yeah. And so at that time too, you know, you couldn't walk into the hospital uh, oh my with my wife. I couldn't even be there at the, the reveal. I had to stay in the car for that. Yeah. And so, yeah, when we walked back in, I was going to go to Dunkin' Donuts. That's a little bit of that. Came back and they said, Hey, she's in room 18. I said, where's that? No one knew. I'm running around the hospital that by the way, you have to check your temperature and everything sure. when you come in. So I was like, my wife's giving labor right. in labor. Yes. You know? So, um, but we went in and sure enough, he was born and it was 116 days in the, you know, NICU area and got to meet the doctors and nurses. And
2: say that again, you and Megan spent how many days in the hospital? 116
3: days to be exact. Yeah. Wow. Every single day you kind of remember, Yeah. you know, and what's great about that whole thing is, you know, you got to think that was in April. So, I mean, there was mother's day and father's day and there sure. was a lot of important dates that for us, we were so like we want to celebrate them, and the nurses, man, they really did show up and show out. Yeah, I mean, they made little crafts, and oh. I mean, the uh, the 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 gratefulness that I have for anyone in the healthcare system is is yeah. beyond belief because of that situation. I mean, they you don't mentioned use that big a little bit Sunday, and, yeah, yeah man. man. It's just they they love you, they love you like their own, and it's they know it's only for a short time too. They know that they're gonna have to say goodbye to you, but. It's not a bad thing. Sure, but they yeah. want to say bye to you sometime, yeah, because um, it's time to go home. Let me ask great. you
2: this, and and this isn't this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but 116 days. I mean, I remember you, t- you know, saying in your testimony, you signed a piece of paper before Judah goes into surgery that basically said he could die. Yeah. You know, in this surgery. And by the way, Westside, you guys, if you were there in the beginning, yeah. you know this. On a Sunday morning, we, we showed the Clarks picture and took up a love offering. Tribe of Judah, you guys had prayer warriors. I mean, it was statewide for the denomination that we were a part of at the time. Like, you yeah. guys had a rally crew just behind you. Yeah, but sure. during all of that, looking back now, and you mentioned it a little bit when you preached your first time, what's the... What's one thing that God taught you during that season? It was prayer, man. Yeah.
3: It really was. I know that's so, it seems so simple to say, but man, I mean, you know, we wouldn't leave every night. We wouldn't leave until we prayed. And what's hard about that is at 10 o'clock at night, you know, kids aren't just quiet. They're not quiet in the NICU. They don't go to bed when Mm -hmm. you hear that go to bed. So he was on oxygen for a long time and uh, he was intubated at first and then he had moved to this thing called the jet. And then, so every time we wanted to pray with him though, like his alarms would go off. Yeah. So, so distracting, but yet in the moments we found ourselves praying, like Mm. there was times like he's talking about when Judah actually like extubated is what they call it. So he essentially pulled the cord out too far. So his lungs weren't getting the proper air. And so his stats dropped. And uh, that caused sickness to come in. And so all we knew was to pray. I mean, as a dad, you want to fix things and you want to grab them. And you guys can't even, you can't even grab your kid. Right? Literally, you couldn't rub them because their skin's so sensitive at that time. You can't rub them. You can't hold them. The only time we got to hold our kid for the first month was during weigh-ins at the end of the night. And then we started doing diapers. And then we started... How
2: long had, had he been born until you held him?
3: For Megan, it was like three or four weeks. For me, it was like day 40. Wow. Before I could actually even hold him. And that was with... I mean, that took a plethora of staff because you can't just pick up the kid, obviously. They have to transfer him and it's like, he's intubated at this point. So yeah. And if he gets extubated, which they, I don't know how to explain how scary that is. And like, your son could stop breathing. It's like, so should we do this? Right? Is this something we should still do? And we had about day 40, I think is when I got to hold him. And uh, from then it's just been crazy to remember that prayer was all we could do, man. Yeah. I mean, you guys had it
2: statewide. You had the little hashtag, Tribe of Judah. I remember following you on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You guys would post that. And the reason why I asked that is because obviously all of us in this room and working at Westside, people that are listening to this, if there's anything I've learned in ministry, it's this. You have no idea what someone's going through. Never. You have no clue. Even if you think you know, it's three times whatever you think it is. And so... Oftentimes, our faith is encouraged and our faith is strengthened when we hear a testimony or something like that. Yeah, and so, point. if, yeah. yeah, man, if somebody's listening to this and they're dealing with health issues or there's something serious going on, prayer really works. It really works. And so, in that season, I remember you calling and filling me in on everything. I was privileged to be one of the people that you called, and you were like, listen, with Judah and where the church plant is now and some other things and stuff like that, dude, my fam, my family is my priority right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and my, my response was yes. And amen. I think everybody that spoke to you was, was yes. And amen. So there was like a, you know, kind of a two year, um, you know Judas around. You guys are a family now. W- where were you working? What was Megan doing there in Springfield at the time?
3: Yeah, so I actually had a job doing insurance because I was always a BIVO guy leading up to, yep. it, to this new job. And so that's yeah, so, yeah,
2: man, that's so important to know. And for those listening, BIVO means bivocational. Yep. So 40 this guy, hour job. this guy's working a a full time job and in all of his. Every second of every free time is New Hope.
3: Yeah, Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. I mean, anytime you could be at the church. And it was a 45-minute drive for us every time because we were one of those people that didn't live in town. So, sure, yeah. You know, we put a lot of miles on my old car. Man, that's so beautiful. Never broke but, down, I broke mean, never got a speeding ticket. That
2: has such a special place in my heart. That's how I started at Westside, and I think there's a grind there's like a hustler's mentality. Yeah. I think that comes out of that. You know what I mean? So, I'm so a, I'm a, you're working, a, yeah, right. You're working insurance. Where's Megan working at?
3: So yeah, she worked in Springfield at a place called Great Circle that now goes by QVC, Q S C something like that. Yeah. But yeah, so she was doing youth care work. And so she was eventually, she was at first a residential like youth care worker, what they call it. And yeah. then she actually transitioned to like homeless youth. So like she helped kids that didn't have a place to go if if their parents, incredible us say, kicked them out. She yep. would help him get assimilated and yeah. you know, get a driver's license and a place to stay, a cell phone. You yeah, know.
2: incredible. And and we've stayed in contact during that season. And then, you know, obviously you guys here, I mean, since day one on staff, we've been praying for an executive pastor. Like it, it was yep. church-wide. It's been approved for two years in the budget. Yeah. We're praying, you know, and I purposefully was extra I mean excruciatingly slow in that process mm-hmm. because I understood like how important that hire is and so it got to the point of like had a board meeting it was like are we just gonna like throw out red like you know it's not tiring throwing you and just start doing the pile and uh Dave Rhodes was here training mm-hmm. uh from Grace yeah and we were talking about this. We were getting trained from one of the grace churches and all this stuff. And Dave Rhodes and I were having a side conversation and Rhodes just looked at me and was like, like what's going on with the executive dude, you need this. Like what's going on? And I was like, man, the hiring process. And he just looked at me and he was like, I mean, who have you ever done ministry with? Like you enjoyed, like who are some friends? Like he looked at me like I had three heads, like we're Don't you a, have like, any friends? Why are you, you, you making this Don't so you have some hard? Bro? You know, yeah. and and it was just like a light bulb for me. That was the weekend we got that training, had a conversation with Courtney, and I was like, I I think I'm gonna call Alex. So like,
1: just to give you like a rough timeline. Yeah. It's, approximately, give or take, a couple of weeks, a year ago. A hundred percent. This month.
2: Yep. That that this ball is rolling. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. Alex, I shoot you a text, I think, and it was like, hey, bud, I hope everybody's good. You got some time to chat, catch up. I mean, it was up. like at 730 at night. Yep. Yep. Great. Yeah, and I remember I was outside, and I called you and just checked <laughs> in, was like, how's Judah? Like, you know, just life. There had been yeah. a portion of time there, <laughs> and then... Gave you the spiel of like, here's where we're at. We just transitioned denominations. We're part of Grace Family. You know, we're doing all this and we're looking for a full-time executive pastor. And I was like, listen, dude, this is, I have no idea what's going on in your life. Like anything at all, man, like this might even be an awkward time. Like, what are you thinking? And what'd you say, Alex?
3: (laughs) Uh, At first, I mean, you said, you, you know, let me send you the job description and you pray over it. And I pretty much quickly said no. Yep. I pretty much, (laughs) yeah. Great. I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, I said, you know, I told you this, I said, man, I said, listen, that's relocating my family from, from very close family and the housing market and moving and all of that. Yep.
2: You hit me with all the, all the right answers, all the the logistical right answers. And when we got off the phone um, after the, after I sent you the thing and you were going to call me back, Courtney was like, how was it? And, and I, I was honest. And our next conversation, I was honest with you. I told Courtney, I said, man, I know him. And I don't know. I don't feel good. He told me no, but I feel like he told me no, like really fast. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just don't feel really. I
3: did. I tried to call you back really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And
2: so then probably a weekish or so later, you shoot me a text and you're like, hey, man, let's revisit. Let's revisit that no, conversation. No, no, that's not. What happened? P- what happened? No. So
3: what happened was, is he said, "I'm gonna correct
0: you. I'm gonna okay, do my good. job right." Yeah, now. you texted <laughs> another
3: Alex in your phone a message that <gasps> yes, says, "Time Alex out, Alex
2: Nicolini." I was,
3: I texted my tattoo
2: guy. Yeah, yes. Yes. not me. Yep, I, and I he texted him me. something because everything was going on with JT, yep. all of that stuff, and I was like, "Hey, bro, it's time. I'm ready for some ink," and you were like. And at first, I That's a I cool design. It.
3: I think I hearted it because I didn't have any idea yeah. what he was bro- talking about. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, like, that sounds great, awesome. man! Go like, get yeah. your tattoo for <laughs> yep. Yeah.
2: And then you were like, "Hey, now yep. that now that you sent me a tattoo design, can we talk? You, yeah, do you have time for conversation?" Yep. And you were like, "Man, this hasn't set well with me."
3: Yeah. No. And then sure enough, from that point forward, it was like, "All right, let's come down." And I love what you said first. You said, "Hey, come down and just experience West Side. If it's not a church that you wouldn't go to if you weren't hired, I don't want you to come." Yep. And that was a great place for me and my family to come, and we absolutely loved it. Yeah, man. So, So, yeah. just, so we said wow. yes at that point. Of it's course. incredible.
2: And yep. And now you're here. So listen, that's I love it. I think the story's important. I mean, you've spoke about it, this, that, and the other. But we've got podcast listeners. I think it's great. So, your role is executive pastor. Okay. So even before you got here like we had to do some work of clarifying
0: Yeah, we love definitions at yep. Westside, so let's just define that one. Uh, what 100%,
2: is 100%? 100%. So Alex like what does that mean? Let's say on Sunday morning a family, you know, comes in and you go, "Hey, I'm Alex, I'm the executive pastor." And they go, "Well, well what's that?" Yeah. What what do you say?
3: Yeah. I mean, first out the gate, I'd probably start with the definition of it. We're going to execute that vision. Yeah. But also, you know, coming alongside Jason and being there for him and being a voice and a sounding board and, you know, being able to, I think the big thing for that is, is being able to help build, um, not just maintain, right. Every building has a maintenance guy, but also someone to come along and help build. And I think the vision you have for Poplar Bluff is, is amazing and it's large and I've seen you grow and, I'm just excited because I think that that's where we're headed. It's good. And I think we're building to that. And so yeah. that's just one piece of I'm there to help build one block at a time.
2: Executive to execute, to get it done. There's even in your job description, there's a slang definition that says the executive pastor gets done what needs to get done in such a way that everyone loves doing it. Yep. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nikki and Haley, what are you excited about? Obviously, Alex, Megan, Judah, the whole deal. What are you excited about and what have you seen with, with Alex being here now?
1: I personally think I get to come at it from a very different um. Perspective. What'd my kid do? Your kid didn't do anything. <laughs> um, it's a good dad no, right there. Yeah, what'd my kid do? <laughs> um, because I do get to walk through this with them, with Judah being a factor in that, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm super excited for. But I think there's a lot of times where in my ministry with the kids, we're doing what we're doing. We've got a team. Things are going, like the hustle, the bustle. And there's some things I'm like, I'm not taking that to Jason. I'm not taking that to Jason. And then I will personally be like, okay, if I'm going to get in trouble, if I shouldn't be doing this, someone's <laughs> going to yank my chain and pull me back. Yeah, and, now and, now <laughs> <that's Alex. laughs> and now that's Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and now that's
2: Alex.
1: now I'll be like, hey, Alex, am yeah. I supposed to do this? Can I do this? What do you think? I love it. And so, yeah, for me, it, it, there's a little bit of a little boundary there. Yeah. But, yeah, because I'm that's like, eh, you know, they'll tell me if I'm doing something wrong.
2: To your credit, and, you know, Nikki wouldn't mind me saying this, oh, but this like, you know, she was just like, okay, this position, like, I, you just say it like it is? Like, am I reporting to this person? Yeah. Am I submitting to this person? Yeah. Like, and then after we had that initial like staff dinner and kind of stuff like that, and we reviewed everything, Nikki said to your credit, like, okay. Yeah. All right. I see this playing out, you know? Yeah. So what about you, Haley? What do you see? What are you excited about with this position and Alex?
0: So, found out about Alex and Megan on a FaceTime call while I'm sitting in a rental car in Virginia. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just got done eating some amazing huevos rancheros in like a Cuban restaurant. Because
2: I knew, bro, when I gave the staff a name... It Facebook was stalls. on like Donkey Kong, yeah. dude. <laughs>
0: dude, and I had no shame in sending that Facebook invite. Yep. Like, Nikki did not want to send it. And I was like, dude, I sent it within five seconds of learning <laughs> their last it's, name. It's like, been she-
3: very interesting to see the friend request come in. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing. I'm going
1: to... Um, we were having lunch at... Lost Moss. At Moss. And I had Amy's phone, and I sent it from Amy
0: to <laughs> Megan and Amy by was, like, was like, I What did you, you do? Yeah, it
1: was, so great.
0: I yeah. Love it, it was great. Yeah. But like, just like we prayed for it for yeah. so long. And then, even that moment, and just like seeing the obstacles that have had to be overcome, but like you're here. Yeah. And then getting you like, obviously as an executive pastor, but also like as a friend too, like that's just so cool. Like our kids have already played. She says Judah. Love it. Like, I mean, Judah says my Maeve. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. (laughs) There's just like already a sweetness of like, You're supposed to be here. Yeah. You were supposed to be here all along. And I'm so glad that we went through that grind and that we went through that process to get the right person. And I don't mean you're the right person as in like you're never gonna mess up. Sure. Like I need our congregation to be very aware. Yeah, those expectations that that needs to be done with, you know, because (laughs) you are a person too. But that like we want to come beside you and have you thrive just as much as you want to like help lead us into thriving. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just think when it, when you can do ministry and be friends and love the church and just love Jesus together, like it's beautiful. And I see you guys like aspiring to do that. Like you want that. It's good. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's nice knowing that at least that's what you desire. The
2: passion is you there, you know, yeah, and like absolutely. the rest
0: of it will come. It may be a learning curve, but it'll come.
2: Sure, yeah, yeah, that's good, you know. And I think from a practical level, from our podcast listeners who are listening, like, what does this look like? You're going to get used to hearing the phrase a lot. You know, go see Pastor Alex. Yeah. Go talk to Pastor Alex about that. So just in in a nutshell, like day-to-day operations of the church, if somebody on a Sunday morning is wanting to get plugged in and they're wanting to know more information, like this is, Alex, Alex is the first impression of a staff reaching out and pursuing and doing that stuff. And so, Alex, to wrap this thing up, man, I know you're a dreamer, I know you're a visionary, but you're also an executor who likes to get it done. What are you excited about? What is, like, because now the honeymoon is kind of over in the sense of like, I'm giddy. getting, I hope, I hope, I hope the giddiness never goes away. Yeah, absolutely. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But now it's like, you're the man, you know, like, like we voted it, it. It's here. What are you excited about in this future to, to be in Popper Bluff and be a part of this community?
3: Man, I think the big thing that I have to say is just the amount of gratefulness for the family. Hmm. I mean, the the staff here, of course, at Westside, it's just uh, it feels like a dinner table yeah. that you're pulling up a chair for. Good. It's good, man. And so it's it's not this burden. It's I feel like I'm welcomed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, you guys have created a space where it's, it's it's amazing to see what we can do. And uh, my family's excited. I mean, Megan and, and Haley, of course, it's just a lot of cool stuff, man. That yeah. We're excited to, to just join the family of Westside. Amen. Um, I Amen. think it's uh, it's something that the family is. Our family's excited too, but you know, you guys have just allowed us to to see what true church should be. Mm. And it's a family. It's not always just a Sunday morning. It's a Monday. It's a Tuesday night. Yeah. You know, whatever. And sure. so, yeah, it's just amazing to see how you guys have redefined what it is to be family at church.
2: Wow, man. That's beautiful. Well, bro, we're excited and the journey has be just begun. Yeah. Ladies, you guys got any closing comments on anything? Interesting.
0: People to visualize like Jason has his
1: feet up right now. Yeah, man, I'm yeah. just, chilling. <laughs> just like- chilling. I'm so grateful we do not have
0: video in off. here. Dude, because- John be trying to put cameras in no, here, and I, I said no. Right. <laughs> Haley and I had a <laughs> hey, whole conversation about quietly. this. Let's
2: podcast listeners, listeners. If, if if I mean, do you want this recorded? Do you want this on YouTube as well? I know people listen to podcasts yeah. on YouTube almost more than they do via the podcast application that you listen to it from. So. Shoot us a message Info at westsidepb.org Whatever Say hey man Throw that mug up on YouTube We would love to see that video It'd be uh, great to guess What kind of shoes Haley's stirring week. me down right I now, am so. right now I am oh, The my. amount of facial
0: expressions That I make alone <sighs> I mean the sound effects I almost always get a text From Danielle Mormon About like You were just like In the background Like <laughs> Yep <laughs> Yep <And laughs> The laughter Now is Just like Seeing my face <laughs> It'll, it'll be, be rough. I love it. it would be it'll, rough. It'll, but it'll it'll it could happen. It's
2: really good. It could happen. Well, man, I'm super. Go, Nick. you got saying, something. <laughs> what
1: has been. Yeah, I just got a question. Because I know, like, the people who listen, they want to hear your testimony. They want to hear that. But they want to know more about, like, you and Megan yep. and Judah and all the, like, the, the details. The details and kind of the silly stuff. Yep. So, you, guys, you and Megan are going on a date night. Where are you going to eat? I mean, I, I know. And it. I'm not talking Poplar Bluff because you've not. Underst-
2: yeah, genre of food. What's yeah, the yeah, genre? We are
3: genres. Mexican food people. Oh, then you are meant for Butler County. Yep, I mean, it, it just depends on what kind of cheese dip. I mean, Springfield has a place called Mexican Villa. Okay. Mm. And so the breed enchilada style is yeah. my go-to. How okay. about this
2: right now? I want our listeners to send in or on Facebook. Yeah, give me the best Mexican. Yep. Who, in your personal opinion, this is a throw down in Butler County, has the best cheese dip?
0: Is yeah. it a throw down? I, feel I like think there's it's an a, automatic answer. I
2: think there's one predominant one, which I think a lot of people would say, Lost Moss. Yeah. Okay. On, on cheese dip. On uh, cheese dip. I'm just matter saying. Uh, me, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. See, okay, this is so good. Somebody map. might hit us with something else. I was yeah. say, okay. the
1: guac, I think, is the bigger debate in Butler. County. I got yeah. a guac in my Rari. Yeah, I,
2: feel, I feel like Tio's has the fanciest guacamole. <laughs>
1: and it's, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, I sure.
3: want And Judah loves cheese dip, too, so it's a win yeah. for the whole That's good.
2: Family. Okay. Uh, you guys go on vacation? Are you going beach? Are you going mountains? Are you going, obviously, you're probably going back to visit family, but I'm saying,
3: like, dream
1: vacation. Yeah, and money's not an option. Give yep.
3: me a Subway sandwich And a beach There you go So, uh,
1: so what's your Subway order? Like Specifically this is, yeah, Subway? Like no, no
3: quiz I I like it. Well, No, I Because you get a footlong You can eat some in the morning When it gets hot Okay you can throw that
2: Balling up. on a budget baby But I mean I'm I a cold it.
3: cut guy The cheapest okay. Sub you can get at Subway A cold cut combo It's good Oh that's so You know about Jimmy John's I don't see I don't like Jimmy's
2: I don't what? either Like <laughs> Shout out to you buddy I don't either <laughs>
1: I, just, I don't. I'll I don't know what How they can do, do to choose, be better, but they yeah. just they're not hitting it for me. Anymore. Well, I That's feel like so they funny.
2: constrain me to what they like. I can't get pickles. I can't get this. I can't get that on the sandwich. And it's like God. I'm ordering the sandwich here. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. no, I get it.
1: You're running through the drive-through, getting a burger. Where are you going? These uh, are oddly
0: food-oriented. Maybe well, we I'm pick it because she menu. knows I love food. That's <laughs>
1: something me and I we love. We've food.
0: bonded.
3: I mean, I'm just is trying. Any place in town? Yeah,
0: anywhere. I mean, dude, I'm
3: a. I'm a sucker for steak and shake.
1: Oh, well, there's a uh, lot of nostalgia there. Yes, right. Yeah. But is I it
0: remember nostalgia or is it like t- the poison of, like, well, I've eaten a it triple so much,
3: cheeseburger it's... from steak and shake just will put you in a weird mood. I don't well, know, yeah, I agree. Cr- no, for me, attack, it's a great cr- mood. No, yep. no, hard hortex here. Nope. Well, you're, okay, al- you're, you're also
2: a movie guy and a yeah. car guy. I was like, yeah, movies, Fast cars.
3: and Furious is yep. probably my favorite. Too Fast, Too Furious was like, Everyone hates that one. No, that's I, the
1: best one. It's the only one I like. I, I was in South Florida,
3: so Gaia. I remember they shut down I ninety five to shoot that movie. That's cool. My son, so, yeah.
1: Th- Cooper still tries telling me that uh, Paul Walker was a good actor, and I'm like, <laughs> he was. <what? laughs> no, Alex. R.I.P. Oh, bro.
2: Oh, no. R.I.P. Bro. You said Brian O'Connor. <laughs> <I> said
3: <it. laughs> good. That is okay. so Brian or right. Spilmer.
2: Hey, yeah. um, uh. Oh, um, if someone was like, hey, Alex, I-, I would love to read a book. I know you're an avid reader, but I would love to read a book that has impacted you or a book that you recommend to people outside of the scriptures. What would that book be? Mm, man, that's I know. a tough question. I know. I just came out curveball in that no, mode. No,
3: it's a good... I'm gonna say The Wounded Healer. Oof. by Henry nou- Nowen. Is that yeah, right Yep,
2: Henry Nowen.
3: And uh it's just a good book. I'm gonna read it in the pastorate, and it was just a book that yeah. showed, you know, told you very much the basics of we're all gonna suffer. Yeah. But are you suffering for the right reasons? Yeah. And man, it's a book that changed my life. And that, it's very short.
2: That's gospel short. centered leadership mm-hmm. and servanthood and all that stuff right there. Yeah. For okay, sure. Okay. okay
0: not to cut the you know great question short, but if you had to describe you and Megan in three things you have in common and three things you're polar opposites in. Wow,
2: this is great.
3: So three that we're similar in. Yeah. All right. I mean, I already mentioned Mexican food, but that's like how? legit. Love uh, it. Like, yeah. Um, oh, man, these are tough. Yeah, yeah. This Maybe one go I with probably, the polar opposites Yeah, first. go with the opposites. Well, how those are, are easy. How
2: are you and Megan opposite?
3: So I would say the guacamole. I'm this is all food for me. We are such a fu- food yeah. couple. But yeah, I mean, like she loves like I hate deep fried mushrooms. She loves them. Okay, guacamole. Okay. Yeah. Are did. you and morning night guy? What, Megan's what a you... night owl. Okay, and I'm the early riser. Love are you it? it. Both Perfect. readers. Megan does not like to read. Yeah. No, not at all. Does
0: she watch movies? Is she a show person?
3: She's a show person. Show. Yeah, she loves anything that Watch has, my like, shows. you know, like, the not The Bachelor, but very similar. There was yeah. one recent that came out that she watched, like, all of it in, like, two days. I but do,
2: like, funny. Andy Grace is super interested in Megan's makeup videos yeah. and stuff yeah. like, like that. Megan is
3: yeah. an avid pharmacy rep that she tries to do, but she just, she's good at makeup. I don't yeah. know how to tell her, like... Uh, of course, I'm not good at makeup, so right. that's something we have in sure. common. There's, but, <laughs> yeah.
1: there's an opposite.
3: But sh- that is her safe place is, yeah, give her some makeup and a camera, and she will teach the camera how to do makeup. Introvert, awesome. yeah.
0: extrovert?
3: She's the introvert for sure, yeah. and I'm the extrovert. Yeah, that's yeah. A, we compliment each other in that regard. Just
0: good, good things to know as people are approaching. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, Megan is the one that if you ever just want a good conversation and you want to feel heard, man, Megan's your go-to. Yeah. If you want to go hang out with somebody and have a good time, hit me up. <laughs> yeah man, hit me up. Shoot yeah. me a text. Yep. Well, listen, coffee.
2: we've got lifetimes now, man. You guys aren't going anywhere. You're no. part of the family. So I think, uh, thank you. I, I've been anticip- uh, anticipating this podcast for a while, and I think our listeners have too. And so, love you, buddy. Glad love that you. you're here. Please, podcast listeners, get to know Alex and Megan. They're here. Um, shoot them a Facebook message. Set up a time to hang out, do dinner, hang out around a bonfire do whatever, but, um, we are only going to be better by adding you guys to the team. Amen. Yeah. And so we're super excited about it. All right, guys, we love you. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, it is all about Jesus. We love you. Peace.